Global Crisis Bible Prophecy Health and Preparedness You are just in time. 11th Hour Dispatch Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I think you get the point. In the last days, there will be cultural collapse, a breakdown of morality and decency and anything good and true and normal and beautiful and godly. This session, my friends, is called Cultural Collapse Disorder. You've heard of Colony collapse disorder with the strange occurrence of the decrease in the bee species. Well, this is cultural collapse disorder. Because what you're about to see in this just just shockingly large stack of information that we are just going to fly through is our culture is sick. Ill, mentally, spiritually. The breakdown of decency is sad, tragic off-the-wall, unprecedented, and it's going to make you go, huh, what is happening in our world? It's as if the Spirit of God is being withdrawn from the impenitent. It's as if the insanity of a decadent, spoiled culture is, is messing with people's minds. We're going to see on a bunch of different fronts, I'm going to be moving quickly, and I'm going to make a big recommendation. At the end of this session, take a really big, deep breath, And then take a nice long walk in nature and remember that everything of God is still good and true and beautiful, even as insanity and madness takes over the minds of this world. We can open our Bibles and spend time, spend a lot of time to decompress after understanding these signs of the times to understand the beautiful and the true and the good things of God that are the antidote to the cultural breakdown. Now, the first time I saw that adult coloring books were the latest craze, I I had the thought, that's a little weird and infantile, but I'm not going to judge. If somebody wants to do that, it's harmless. But there's something else that's not harmless. The Guardian reports they're here for therapy. Houston's Rage Room, a smash as economy struggles. Facilities across the U.S. are offering angry people the chance to smash things to their heart's delight. But experts warn that any satisfaction is only temporary. So literally, they have old electronics, they have glass sheets and vases, and you can just go in there and just smash things. This this is people's uh, therapy, apparently. Not a healthy sign to have the organ of destruction uh, so strong. Christian News reported about In Illinois, there is a store for adults who want to be babies. 
The store, called Tykeables, is located in a suburb of Chicago and features adult-sized diapers, cribs, play pens, high chairs, and other items for those who have a fetish for living like a baby. This is how they understand themselves. Daily Mail. I've gone back to being a child. Husband and father of seven, age fifty-two, leaves his wife and kids to live as a transgender six-year-old girl named Stephanie. Sad. What's happening? What the devil does to people? I mean, it's really, really messed up. What's happening to these poor souls? Delusions that has taken over and taken possession of so many people in this age in which we live. It's sad. We've got actually seventy percent of employees that don't feel engaged or inspired at work. Seventy percent. So the majority of people are just feeling just humdrum about life. That's sad. Skyrocketing suicide rates, depression rates, the number of children prescribed antidepressants soars by fifty percent in seven years. Children in the United States are three times more likely to be prescribed antidepressants than children in Europe. There are 30 million Americans currently taking antidepressants. That's a tenth of the country, and in fact, a quarter of women in their 40s and 50s are currently taking antidepressants. And then, when you ask men in the、uh, 50-year-old men, only 12% say I'm very happy. According to the CDC, 6.4 million children aged 4 to 17 have been diagnosed ADHD. That's six million children who are supposedly ADHD. That's a fifty-three percent increase in only ten years. About two-thirds of those are prescribed Ritalin or Adderall. Nineteen percent, an astounding nineteen percent of high school-age boys in the United States have been diagnosed with ADHD. Now, of course, this is not working. The Sydney Morning Herald reported drugs such as Ritalin make no difference in the long-term outcomes of children with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, who continue to struggle academically and mentally as they get older, according to research findings. The children in the study who were taking medications such as Ritalin to treat their ADHD were doing no better or worse than their unmedicated peers. Medication doesn't alter the long-term outcomes of kids with ADHD. Then also part of the cultural collapse disorder that we find ourselves in is the、uh, the, the dumbing down of the population. Just just the, the test scores is one little barometer of that. The AP reported results from national math and reading tests show slipping or stagnant scores for the nation's school kids. Math scores were, were down for fourth and eighth graders over the past two years, and reading grades were not much better, flat for fourth graders and lower for eighth graders, according to the 2015 results released by the National Assessment Education Program exam. So we're looking at literally only about a third of the nation's eighth graders being proficient in math and in reading. Only one third of the eighth graders, and proficient, by the way, that standard, that bar has been lowered massively over the years. I won't get into this in great detail. Watch the series called Schooled, and you'll see the deliberate and intentional dumbing down and reorganization of the social order and the destruction of individuality through the public school system. How about on the health front? And、I've got a whole series on health coming out, so stay tuned with what what we're putting out there. Get on our newsletter at eleventhhourdispatch.com. But CBS News reports on a study that shows the average American today is a full fifteen pounds heavier than just twenty years ago, and for the first time, 
more than four in ten U.S. women are obese. Now, the Bible says that in the last days, people would be incontinent, meaning lacking self-control. That's in 2 Timothy 3. So, our ravenous appetites for the uh, delectable delights and high fructose corn syrup and high sugar, high trans fatty acid, high calorie, intensely stimulating and addictive foods, and your chocolate and your ice cream and your everything that packs on the pounds, it's lacking self-control of appetite. Jesus said in the last days it's going to be like it was at the time of Noah. Men will be eating and drinking, and indeed we are eating and drinking a lot Two worst things that we're doing to ourselves have to be, with beyond a shadow of a doubt, what we're putting in our bodies and what we're putting in our minds. Our diets, our inactivity as we sit in front of the television and on our devices and fill our minds with worldly things as we are entertained by Hollywood's propaganda machine of worldview manipulation and transformation conforming our minds to the worldly standard and the worldly pattern. You can watch Media on the Brain for more on the issue of of media addiction, but I want to mention just a quick note on this. It's gotten worse since I put Media on the Brain out. In fact, we're working on a Media on the Brain part two. But men in the prime of life, okay, these are men aged 25 to 54 who are normally your most active, aggressive, working men. From 1980s up into 2015, it used to be that like 5.5%, 6% of men in that age group were inactive. Meaning they were, inactive means they're, they're unemployed and not looking for work, or they're in prison. That number has skyrocketed over basically my lifetime up until 2015, where we're up at 12% of the prime of life men inactive. Not a good sign for the culture to see your most prime men not active. The Bible says, again, in 2 Timothy 3, that men would be lovers of pleasure. And that's our appetites. That's our consumption of entertainment. That's our need to be stimulated with the things of this world. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, the Bible says. Now, as we pivot here into the darkest of all aspects of our culture that we must shun and pray against, it gets even more serious when we look at the rise of, of Wiccan and satanic activities in our land. It was 6616 that Los Angeles constructed a giant pentagram to, quote, raise awareness for Satanism. Yes, you heard that right. It's very real that kids should not be acting this out, by the way. You are dabbling with demonic things if you think this is play, if you think this is fun and games. No, it's very real. Eight million. Witches in America. This is not a small news blip right here. This is something that we got to get our knees and pray about. To pray, get behind me, Satan, right? I mean, these spiritual things are very real. Reporting Texas is the name of the organization. They revealed that there are Wiccan covens, even on military bases, including at Fort Hood. The Pagan Student Alliance at the University of Texas includes Wiccans and followers of paganism. Salon reports stores specializing in metaphysical sundries like ritual candles, blended oils, sacred herbs, stores like Spellbound Sky and House of Intuition in Los Angeles. While they're not brand new, they are suddenly crowded. In Brooklyn, 
Witches of Bushwick has evolved from a venue on the underground party circuit to a social collective that celebrates witchcraft as a feminist art and collaborates with fashion companies like Chromat. Of course, for those who prefer whipping up potions at home, several new witch and occult-themed subscription boxes deliver the magical arts to the doorstep. Check social media. A search for hashtag witch on Instagram yields about, get this, 2,375,000 posts. And of course, popular culture, we find... What is the biggest trending themes in Hollywood and in the entertainment industry? Well, of course, the three big themes. Demonic themes. Hollywood moves back to demonic possession stories. Also New Age themes. But then we've got cannibalism. Cannes Film Festival all excited about cannibalism. You're going, where did that come? Out of left field. Out of the demonic pit of darkness. You know what the most challenged book at libraries is? One of the most challenged books at libraries, always in the top ten list, the Bible. Is the one that's controversial. Oh, we can't have anything like that. But bring in the Satanism? Who preaches darkness and evil witchcraft destruction of good and light? And, and, and all these statistics we've seen about the breakdown of everything, it's like, this is not good. People need the Lord. Have you ever heard that song? Beautiful song. It's so true. Jesus is the antidote to all of this. He is the solution to all of this. The only way, the truth, and the life. For no one cometh to the Father except through Him. You're listening to 11th Hour Dispatch with author, teacher, and speaker Scott Ritzmer. For more programs and information, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Martin Lidstrom, neuromarketing executive at Apple, recently revealed that iPhone users have a, quote, relationship with their iPhones. Yes, you heard that right. A relationship. He explained that their brain studies that they did revealed that the love circuits of the brain actually fire when iPhone users are engaged with their beloved device. In his words, people are literally in love with their iPhones. You and your device are the two becoming one flesh at every church I speak at. Folks say the same thing. Scott, why didn't anybody tell us this before? So, folks, grab a pencil and write this down. Media on the Brain. It's a six-DVD series that will arm you with the vital information on the undeniable effects of entertainment media and how to break free. Visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Use promo code RADIO for a reduced suggested donation rate. Wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. Between 2011 and 2015, there was a 250% increase in spending on Halloween. Now, the economy over that period grew at a rate of 5.5% over four years. Now, 
that would be a 250% increase in spending on Halloween, but only a 5.5% increase in spending on everything else in general. So Halloween retail growth outpaced the rest of the spending in the economy by 25 times. And of course, most families aren't actually sacrificing their children. But are we spiritually sacrificing them? Are we handing them over to principalities and powers of darkness in the hands of the enemy when we participate in these actual high holy days of the satanic community? Enough on that topic. There's general immorality as well taking place. Turn off the entertainment television. Stop watching The Desperate Housewives and whatever it is that's convincing us and conditioning us that this is the way to find liberation. That's a whole lot of absolute propaganda. If you don't know about the origins of the feminist movement being spiritualist, being steeped in the occult, in fact, we're going to look at that in another session about the origins of the feminist movement when we look at the destruction of the family. But I'm going to hit pause on that right now. But bottom line, women especially who've been sold this bill of goods that you will find liberation when you, when you do these things, women are not happy. Graduate student Leah Fessler considers herself a feminist. She bought the liberation lie of the 60s and 70s like most women have. But the problem was she was miserable. So she conducted a study on women in her college, in her young adult environment, to see, are you guys feeling as bad as I am when you live this way? And she found, when it came down to it, and she had the heart-to-heart surveys and, and interviews, it came out these women were so feeling isolated and lonely and yearning for real deep commitment and actual relational intimacy instead of just this uh, this physical promiscuity. And so it's not working out. They're not happy, which you knew. But of course, syphilis outbreaks spark concern in Vegas. I mean, even after the 80s and 90s and all the education that took place about how to avoid these diseases, I mean, they're still around. They're still on the rise in many cases. But enough of that immorality. We really struggle in our culture with materialism, with pleasure-seeking. It probably doesn't get more common for the average, average everyday person than the continual quest for more, for more pleasure, for more material goods. But it gets kind of crazy on the fringes of this, on the downward slope, slippery slope, on the way down into the abyss. The record for binge-watching TV has been broken. But do you realize what you're taking part in when you fund and support and view this entertainment? 96%, according to recent research, 96% of NFL players have serious brain damage. And 79% of those who've played American football at any level have brain damage. This was a frontline report uh, study that was done recently. This is not just a game. This is not fun. This is a form of abuse of the human physiology and of the brain, the spiritual organ of the body, where everything we are and understand and how we perceive reality and how we think and draw conclusions and make choices for eternity, virtually all football players end up brain damaged. 
So that's entertainment for you. No, that's not. That's brutality of the Roman Colosseum variety, just a civilized version that we enter into with the exact same uh, impulses of of destruction, violence, domination, uh, competitive domination of others. Natural News reported women spent a whopping $768 million on nail polish. Speaking of materialism and pleasure-seeking, $768 million spent in one year. But interestingly, this is not an innocent pastime either. The study found that when women applied nail polish with TPHP, which is in virtually all of these, that they found in their urine the biomarker of this chemical increased sharply. So this is toxic to the body. Environmental International published this study, and they looked at TPHP is a suspected endocrine-disrupting chemical. So you wonder why people are feeling off and hormone imbalances. A lot of it has to do with what we're doing environmentally and to our health, what we're breathing, drinking, putting on our bodies, etc. what we're eating. And by the way, 1 Peter 3 has some counsel for us on this that we often neglect, but I believe this book is truth and it speaks truth into our lives and it's wisdom and obedience is what is asked of us by God and required It talks about the women whose adorning, let it not be that of outward adorning, of plating the hair and wearing of gold or putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a weak and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves. Humility, modesty, simplicity, Because all of the nail polish and makeup and jewelry and doing of the hair and buying of expensive clothes and everything we do to decorate ourselves, you know, it's not what God has asked us to do. We've got to be spending our thoughts and time on the adorning of the heart, of the transformation of the beauty inward. I'll tell you from a man's perspective, ladies, the thing that you can do to make yourself the most beautiful by far, has nothing to do with whether your outfit fits right or whether your hair looks nice. And there's nothing wrong with being tastefully dressed and making sure that you don't have, you know, unkempt hair and you're not looking all haggard. And, you know, it's it's appropriate to to be polite and and dress according to the custom uh, as long as that doesn't violate principles of modesty and principles of simplicity. But beauty doesn't come from that stuff. I'll just, I'll say this from a, Christian man's perspective, okay? It's in your face. And what I mean by that, it's in your eyes. It's in your smile. It's in your body language, your facial gestures, your attitude, your tone of voice, how you carry yourself with confidence in Jesus and love of others and joy and peace. I see that in my wife. So I thought I'd share that with you if you're struggling with that. But how about when it comes to our uh, pension for consumption and materialism and the never-ending quest of insanity, the Black Friday craziness, covetousness in the last days, Paul said in 2 Timothy 3. Watch for covetousness. You will know that you are experiencing the last days when you see covetousness, madness covetousness. You know, once upon a time, we used to open our piggy bank and count our change and go to the store in a peaceable manner and talk to the store owner who we go to church with and negotiate with him for a fair price and 
help to support his small business and go home and be a blessing with the product that we purchased. No more. This is the mayhem and madness of the new America. Covetousness and violence and anarchic chaos and what you can call nothing other than being inspired by a satanic fury to consume for self. Remember the Bible said, men will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Self-centered covetousness. This is what we see in our day. Shoppers camp out days in advance for new Air Jordan shoes. Now, you've heard of people camping out for concert tickets to go to the new movie, the Star Wars movie. People were camping out literally for 12 days. 12 days. And then in another situation, CBS reported, projector breaks down during late night showing of Star Wars. Crowd goes crazy. I hope you take a nice walk through the nature. Start thinking about the beauty of the birds. The lilies of the field, they're not adorned with special shoes and with nail polish. God takes care of our needs. We don't need to be so covetous. The Bible said in the last days, people will be heady and high-minded. Is that what we're witnessing? No comment. You got it. Doesn't get much more serious than drug abuse in our time. And drug abuse is on the rise. And this is not the 60s and 70s. This is not the 80s with the crack cocaine epidemic. This is the supposed enlightened era where we've learned from our mistakes. A new survey says 80% of Indiana employers have been impacted by prescription drug misuse and abuse by employees. And it's a growing epidemic of opioid abuse, including prescription painkillers. A growing epidemic that is gripping our country. Center for Disease Control reported... Drug overdoses hit record high. USA Today reported, desperate to detox. Addiction services are swamped. 222% increase between 2005 and 2014 of heroin and opioid abuse among 18 to 24-year-olds. We just don't have the treatment to engage people in an urgent manner, they said. But then there's the most widely used and abused drug of them all. Gotta have my coffee. Gotta have my coffee. This is not good. Self is at the center of all of these things we've seen. All of these are just symptoms. They're just manifestations of sin in the human heart, which can be clearly delineated and defined as selfishness. Every form of sin, every form of degradation of morality and cultural problems comes down to the issue of selfishness. When you look at these things, I hope you haven't seen all of this cultural collapse disorder and had a sense of fear and anxiety and panic. And certainly we grieve over these things. But if we enter into just anxiety over what's happening around us, what's happening in my life, get in the word of God. Start living a healthy lifestyle that boosts brain activity and positive chemicals in the brain, endorphins in the brain, exercising, being outdoors, and all of these things. When we start to live how human beings have lived for thousands of years and stop living on our phones and living in cloistered environments and never being outside and just being inundated with entertainment and toxic food, I mean, there's no wonder this generation is struggling. 
And that's not to stereotype and say everybody, if you're a young person, you're like, hey, that's not me. I'm not anxious. I'm loving the Lord and I'm happy. That's great. Get out to your peers, your friends. Start sharing the gospel with them because this is a culture that is in collapse stages and desperate. And the satanic fury is taking over. And we've got the solution, my friends. We know we're in the last days and the road to life is narrow. Are you on it today? To financially support this broadcast, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Here's Scott Ritzema with another final minute message. Be very careful with musicians, especially when you see the symbolism they're using. And in case you didn't know, in the occult, they use symbolism to communicate with each other. It's a way of sort of tipping their hat to their loyalties. Not a lot of digging that you really need to do to conclude that this is not holy. You've got dark angels with uh, black devil horns and every manner of darkness and wickedness coming out from these musicians that were innocuous, that were okay for a time, and then they turn very dark. The devil has an outreach program. It's called the music industry. Reach junior high schools, high schoolers, university students. This is heard in Meditations with Demons. The final push post-20th century, this has been the devil's message for over 6,000 years. You can eat from the tree and you will not surely die, but you will be like God. We know that it's a lie that dates back to the origins of evil. Brought to you by Belt of Truth Ministries.org.